Live from Queensland, Australia, it's... Speak away, bruv. A show where two brothers just shoot shoot the the breeze. My name's Bailey. And my name's Cooper. So let's speak away, y'all. Woohoo. Yeehaw. I remember every sunset, I remember every word you said, we were always gonna speak away, sing la da 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 da, welcome lovely listeners to another episode of Speak Away Bruv. Yeehaw! And Cooper, we didn't talk about it last week, um, well we kind of did when we talked about Easter, but generally, uh, it's school holidays at the moment. At the moment it is, yes. It's the holiday season, but not the one that you're all thinking about when we say the holiday season. It's not Christmas, uh, but it's holidays. And uh, Cooper, what have, you, what have you been getting up to with your school holidays? Nothing that exciting, just laying around doing nothing. Right. Well, we did go to... To dinner last night, which was yes, you wanted we to did. shout. He shout surprised that out. me. Maybe we should post that on our social media platforms. We that do. Video. We do have a video. Um, last night, uh, I went out for the day, and uh, Cooper, Mum told Cooper that they were coming to pick me up, and we ended up in Surface Paradise, which is not really somewhere you want to end up by surprise. But uh, Cooper was very glad because we went to Milky Lane which is a kind of, how would you describe it, Cooper? I think it's where your, like, stomach goes to... Heaven. Heaven or hell, depending on how you feel about very carby, very, like, fatty food, you know, loaded fries and big burgers. when, When you're eating it, you're in heaven. Afterwards, you're in hell. Yes, I think that is definitely the, uh... The, yes. the equation. But, yeah, the great, great dessert cocktails, all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and Very the funny nice thing place. is I was originally, when mum was saying we're going, I was like, why'd I have to go? Because I just wanted to stay at home and she was she was basically forcing me to go and now I'm glad I went. Yes. So, okay, so other than that Milky Lane trip, shout out to Mil- Milky Lane, but other than that, not not much has been going on. No, just watching YouTube, chilling. Right. Okay, now that you have heard about my holidays, it's time to hear about Bailey's holidays. That was my voice cracking. I don't have holidays. They don't exist in my world anymore. Why? Because I'm not at school anymore. I'm in the real world like an adult and I don't like it. I do actually, but no, I'm I'm not on holidays. I I don't have that kind of freedom. Yeah. Well, you know, sucks to be you then. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> given that I I don't have any holidays, and given that you're squandering your holidays, given by that doing I'm nothing, not doing anything. <laughs> We've been thinking a lot about holidays and we wanted to do another top five by five. We did this for yeah. episode, episode number five and every uh, episode that ends with a five will be doing a similar kind of thing. So this one is the top five by five holiday edition. So Yee-haw! there it is. We've got five uh 
either questions or topics um, that we've compiled uh, five uh, top five lists for. So Cooper has done two and I've done two. And because Cooper went first last time, I'm going first this time. Wow. I know. So my first uh, top five is top five international theme parks and attractions, you know. But they're all kind of theme parks because um, I went down a rabbit hole of researching international theme parks and found some really cool stuff. So, Cooper, shall we get into it? Yes, we shall. I'm going to pull up the internet to give me some visual aids um, so that Cooper knows what I'm talking about. So, Cooper, yes. my, my number five. Uh, oh, and I should should make this clear. Um, I have reserved. I've basically not done big American part like the big American franchise parks, uh, except for my top one. So I haven't done because otherwise I feel like it would just be a bunch of Disneyland's and Universal Studios. Fair. So for my five to two, I've done um a bunch of like independent parks, Universal or, in another country. Well, no, but that's what I don't want to do. So I've I've not done that. I've found I've gone further afield. I've found some actually really fascinating um, parks all over the world. Yes, and we're going to start with number five. We're going to start with number five, which is Yomuri Land. Now I apologize if I've butchered that pronunciation. I'm going off my like three years of like middle school Japanese. So Yomuri Land, it's in Tokyo and it is this really cute little park. Um, oh, yeah, it is. It's not like we've been to Disneyland and Universal and it's not big like those, but it's just enough. Yeah, exactly. And they've got, so if, you know, we go looking, they've got like a whole like vehicles area. There's like a custom garage where you can like put pieces on the car and then it's like a roller coaster and you drive it yeah. round. Racing sim. That yeah. you know what that reminds me of? What? That reminds me when we went to Disneyland. We're looking we're looking at a car related attraction uh called Spin Drive, which looks like it might be like and, a drifting thing. Well it almost reminds me of Remember when we went to Disneyland and there was that Honda thing, the Honda things that you could drive around? Yeah, yeah, the uh, Autopia. Autopia, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's at my number five because I think that this would definitely be a park that, you know, uh, later on in life when I have a family and it's like, okay, we're going to Tokyo yeah. uh, or we're going traveling, where do we want to go? I feel like it's this would be... It's just enough. I feel like this would be a cool place to take yeah, you know, like the kids. Cause it's only a few attractions, but like you don't need that many for a nice day out. But I mean, and also it's got a mix of stuff for, for people of all ages. There's a haunted house. There's a, like a bungee jump attraction. There's a sky river. I will also point out that when I'm looking at these theme parks, um, I don't like roller coasters or heights generally. So I have not, there are some parks that are like, this is roller coasters in action and thrill seeking. And I'm like, no, thank you. Uh, why is that Sky River? What does that mean? 
So Scott, this this Sky River is similar to you know it um Wet and Wild how there's that big Mammoth Falls ride where you get in the big tube and you kind of go down. Kind of, I've never been on it though. No, I know you've never been on it, but you can see it from the highway. Yeah, I know. Um, so that's kind of like a, it's a lazy river with elevation. Okay. So that's that's my number five. It's quite a good. Yeah. It's a good jumping off point, I think. Yes. My Oh my god. I know this one's this one's actually really interesting. I, I was very interested to find this one. So this one, uh my number four pick is called, and I'm going to really look at this before I try and pronounce it. It's called Terra Magica Floribal. Uh and it is in Brazil. And it's terrifying. Well, Cooper's referring to the fact that all over the like website for this park is dinosaurs and there's a wizard and there's a giant like stone man. Um, but the reason that I picked this one is just because it looks really cool. There's Cinema a- 7D? What's that? Yeah, so there's a 7D cinema, which is, you know, you've got your 4D cinemas and where your chair moves and you get sprayed in the face. This one, they can actually pump rain and snow into it and the whole thing moves and it's all of this, like, very full-on, like, gyroscopic movements and stuff. We are going to Brazil right now. There we go. Flight! Look at that. I can fly. You can fly on a pterodactyl. There's a dino bus. I want to go here. I know. That's the thing is when I was looking at this, it's really cool. Um, They've got like an animal kingdom. Like it's it's very different from the kind of um, American parks. But like, you know, there's... like half park, half zoo almost. A little bit. Well, it's just a lot of like... Magic forests. Like that's yeah. so cool. And like there's a there's a mine of the goblins and look at how cool this looks oh, with all the sick. LEDs and all the lighting effects and stuff. See, people who are listening can't see this obviously, but... But you should Google it. it I'll, I'll list the the name of it in the in the show notes. So that you can have a look. But like but that's beautiful. It's it's a cool, cool spot. See, when you think And we part- might even we might even try and find them on I believe they're on social media and we might post some stuff on our on our social media because yeah. we are looking to do some more some more posting there. But like when you think of a theme park, you normally think of like Disney World or Universal, but Sometimes these more independent parks can be way cooler. Well, it's I think it's just that it's different. It's and way it's, different, yeah. And it's interesting to see how, you know, different people like there's a medieval castle and there's a restaurant there. Like Ooh, that's, you know that's so cool. It's so cool. So uh I'm gonna look at it again because I wanna make sure I get this right. Terra Magical Floribal in Brazil. Is my number four. If you live in Brazil, go check this out. Well, and you don't need to provide that recommendation for the next place because the next place, the locals are all over it. Oh. Number three is called Efteling and it's in the Netherlands. I think I've heard of this place before. Have you really? Yeah. So 
F telling is this uh it's very fairy tale um cuz you know the the Dutch um are known for their fairy tales and it's very popular in the region. So if we look at F telling look at that castle. I know the the symbolica castle. There's a fairy tale forest. There's a water coaster that Cooper's pointing at. Look can at that go, dragon. Can we do a speak away world tour? I mean, I certainly would like to. Look at to. the villa. Yeah, the cursed villa. If we ever do a speak away bruv tour, we'd have to do a live show. Well, we I think we need some more international listeners before we can do that. But And we can't actually afford to do that right now. Well, you know, we'll get there. But yeah, this place just has a very like fascinating visual aesthetic to it. It's it's, it's so fairy tale entrenched and it's just it it looks so kind of gothic and just beautiful. I really like looking through the photos of this and even mum uh was sitting in here before when we were kind of going through all of our stuff and she was like I want to go there. Yeah, I really want to go there too now. Yeah, it's it's you know different enough from even what we have here in Australia with Warner Brothers and, and Dreamworld, it's it's got this very classical, antiquated vibe about it. And, uh, yeah, it, it fascinates me. I really, really would like to go there. Yeah. So that's my number three is F-Telling. So my number Wait, two... Sele- I think I've heard of this place before. I've, ba- I've barely pulled it up on the monitor. <laughs> You've heard of this place? Uh, not really, but I, I've got a little taste. My number two is a place called Port Aventura. Port Aventura is a multi-park. There's a few different parks uh, on the same property. The main park is the Port Aventura Park. There's the Caribi, the Caribi Aquatic Park, so it's a water park. And then, Cooper, what's that one in the middle? Bella Liland. Can we see park? Yeah, we're going to go have a look at Ferrari See, you know Land. what this reminds me of? Look at that, Cooper. Well, wait. You know, have you... I don't think you've ever seen this, but I wish you put this on there. So in Dubai, there's something called Ferrari... Ferrari World. And that thing's got the fastest roller coaster. But can we see this? Can but we see, actually buy tickets? The, the, the Ferrari World is not for me because I don't like roller coasters. Well, there's child stuff. Whereas this, look at how fun... So you've got a Ferrari roller coaster there. You've got Champions Race, which That's is so cool. Crazy Pistons. There's a gallery with Ferraris. Look, you can see a few of them there. I think this is actually like the oh, go back up, go back up. What's this? There's shows and that more of that. It see Folklore you, you know what that is. What? That's designed around the actual factory. They're trying to create the actual village here. This is what they're trying to do. Yeah. And look at this: the paddock, the ice cream box, the finish line. There's full... Oh, Ferrari Land Store. Oh, my goodness. I know. This beats everything. Flying oh! Dreams. <laughs> Flying Race. The Junior Championship. The Junior Red Force. The Kids Tower. The Maranello Grand Grand Race. The Pole Position Challenge. See, for everyone who doesn't know, I go for Ferrari and F1 and, you know... I. I don't really like Ferrari. Ferrari's probably one of my favorites after Lamborghini, but this is beautiful. 
I mean, they've designed it around the actual place because not only does it have all those attractions, it's also got all the buildings replicated from Marinello. Yeah, exactly. And then if we look at um, if we look at Port Aventura Park, it's got all of these different worlds within it. So it's got Polynesia, it's got Mexico, it's got China, it's got the Far West. So it's like a, a American Western style town. It's got Mediterranean and it's got um, Siasmo Aventura. So you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. This almost reminds me of Disney World, like multi. Multi world. It, so this is like Sesame Street. Like there's there's Grover, there's Ernie's in like an area of this. Like this is the kids zone. Then if we look at like, uh, let's look at the Mediterranean zone. It's like very kind of Greek Italian villa style, yeah. like gondolas. And so we are going to be booking a flight for Spain after this. I mean, I'm happy to go here because <laughs> this this looks so much fun. Open up the map. I want to see how big this is because it's got. I think be it's massive. pretty. I think it's pretty big. It's not even that big. No, that's just the Mediterranean. Oh zone. my god. Let me try and actually get a full park map. Um, uh, sorry. What are the hotels? Uh, they're relatively new. They've only just started opening on Is site hotels. Is there a hotels. Ferrari hotel? I don't know. We'd have to look. Hotel Colorado Creek. Oh, you Gold can, River. You can get a mansion. I don't, it's for one room, Cooper. It's not, you oh. don't get the whole mansion. Calm I was yourself like, down. I was like, we get a mansion. Oh, this place is the best. So this is port. This is. Holy crap. That's. Yeah. So that's the. They can't even fit it in frame. No, it doesn't fit in frame. So well, there's yeah. Ferrari world. Yeah. It's off to the side. See, it's, it blends into Mediterranean. Yeah. So. Port Aventura is my number two, and I think Cooper and I will end up there very quickly. I'd put it at number one. Well, I would have put it at number one, except there's one yeah. park that I had to put at number one. This has to be number and one. And it was the one time I broke my rule, and it's because I, like every other human being on the planet that has had a childhood in the last 50 years, desperately wants to go... To Walt Disney World. See, I remember watching a documentary about, you know, Walt Disney's life. And mm. do you remember what the vision was for Disney World? He wanted it to be this basically a community, you know. Epcot well, Disneyland was, this- was a park. Yes. But he wanted this to be so much more than a park. And I think that's what it is. I mean, it's got golf courses. Yeah. It's like- got... It's got- you know, a lagoon. It's got, I just, you know, when we eventually, because we as a family have done the West Coast of America um, and we're going to do the East Coast, um, you know, we were kind of aiming for like 2021-ish to do the East Coast and then, of course, COVID happened. Gosh dang, COVID. I know. But we uh, really want to do the East Coast of America. And I mean, I personally want to spend weeks and weeks at Walt yeah. Disney World. Well, just do you know, exploring. I was watching a video of these YouTubers and 
this the main guy has just built his ten million dollar holiday home just a, like a few minutes away from here. Yeah, and at the top of the home, there's this little like tiny hallway that leads to a window that backs onto the forest. Their house mm. backs onto the forest. Do you know why they built that little hallway? So that you can see Walt Disney World. You you can't even see Walt Disney World. So you can see the fireworks. Oh, wow. So they can just sit there and watch the fireworks I mean, over the trees. Because you can't see the actual place, but you but can, you see, can the see the fireworks. I mean, that's fair enough. Like, that would be an incredibly valuable property for that alone. Oh, well, it's not actually $10 million. That's what he can sell it for. He, yeah, it's a valuation on He the property. was thinking about because he could get a $4 million profit off that thing. Yeah, wow. But he doesn't want to sell it. I mean, understandably. So I feel like I don't need to go into all of this depth with Walt Disney World. Everyone kind of knows. But, you know, you've got all of your different lands that are like the size of individual theme parks. It's just a behemoth of a place. And, um, yeah, I I mean, the Star Wars Hotel is somewhere that I Is that I know- where we're going to stay when we go here? For like two days. I mean, look. Because we stayed in the... Mickey Hotel, didn't we, when we were at... We stayed in, like, the... Mickey Mouse. The beach-themed one. At, and it was, it was Mickey Mouse-themed, basically. Well, they're all Mickey Mouse-themed, but that one in particular was, like, the, the like, uh, coastal one. It yeah. overlooked... The, like, we overlooked the Ferris wheel in um, California Adventure. Yeah, and, like, you know... Just down the road from it was a Denny's, which was my favourite restaurant. Cooper loves Denny's. And it was Mickey Mouse themed and I was like, this is the best place in the world. So, yeah, I I had to go with Walt Disney World as my favourite. It has to be there. Now let's get into the second bit. Yes, Cooper, we're into your first top five. So, Cooper, tell our lovely listeners what the second top five is going to be today. So the second top five for today will be the top five greatest driving roads in the world. Because of course it is with you. Well, what else am I going to do? I don't know. Scuba diving and pottery. That sounds quite boring. Well, not to some people. To me, yes. Right. Please continue. let's start. So the... Number five is Florida Keys. So if you don't know what that road is. I don't. What it is is basically the Florida Keys is obviously, you know, ocean and everything. Yeah. So it's this straight road. You can pull up a photo while we're doing this. Straight road that goes straight over the ocean and you've got this beautiful view. Straight over the ocean? Yeah. It's like the bridge is like there it is. Look oh, my God. It's just, just this straight road over the ocean. So where does it go? Oh, does this go to Key West? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. And it's literally wow. a highway over the ocean. Is that a little island that it goes over? Yeah, I think so. But, like, look at that road. Wow. And it's like it's almost like the perfect place to do a top speed run. Yeah, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Now you know why I picked it. Because, like, normally people pick, like, twisty roads, but that is just incredible. That's very scenic. 
So number four uh-huh. is you've gone you've gone away from it. So I you can't know read what it, it is. Number four is the road from Skyfall in Scotland. Yeah. And it the reason why I picked this is because it's very scenic. I mean, especially it's that one. Especially when you, that. when you look at it, you know, in, in the fog. In the mist. It's perfect in the fog. But I mean, even we're looking at it now the without any mist. And the rivers and Scotland's just a very miserable place in terms of weather, but very scenic. Mm. And, you know, that's part of the NC500 tour, which is 500 miles around Scotland. Oh, okay. So I believe that is part of the tour. So, you know, it's just a beautiful place. Mm. Now, number three is Route 66. It doesn't have to be explained. Get your kicks on Route 66. I'm pretty sure everyone knows what Route 66 is. If you don't, it's a road that goes straight through the desert. What is it? California to Las Vegas or something? Oh, it's past that. It's Oh, um, it goes the whole way. LA to Vegas through to Chicago. On yeah. the East Coast. And if you've ever watched the movie Cars, that's where the village is based, out mm. there in the middle of the desert. Life's like a road that you travel along. There's one day here and the next day gone. Exactly. And so that's Route 66, straight through the desert, very scenic. Yeah. It's I don't, like, I it's, mean, look at that. It doesn't have to be explained, Route 66. I mean, look at, we're looking at a picture now. It's one of the iconic pictures of kind of like from, from a slight elevated position, looking down the road and you can literally see it going on. That's got to be, I don't even know how many miles or kilometers that would be, but it's, it, you can literally see it, the road just going out straight into the mountains. It's Gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And number two, would you like to hear number two? Yes, I would. This is Pikes Peak International Park in Colorado. Now, this one I'm not familiar with. So, Pikes Peak is a massive mountain. Oh, wow. Look at that. Oh, okay. And this is where, that's a photo of Ken Block actually going up Pikes Peak in his Jim Carner video. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that beautiful with the... Famous Mustang, and if you go back down, scroll down, uh, maybe that one. Every year there's a hill climb event straight up. Oh wow! Because it's fourteen thousand feet up. Yeah. So they race from the bottom to the top. There's an old train rail summit with like. I mean, that's that's so scenic. Pikes Peak is just one of those places where it's like. It's super scary, especially for a race, because mm. you can imagine you're going like a lot so fast down that and there's no guardrail. Yeah, no, like, not at all. There's a place, if you look it up, Pikes Peak Evo Corner, and there's a shot with Ken Block basically on the edge. Evo. And that's because an Evo crashed there. Look, where Oh wow. Where is it? And that's Ken Block. Holy crap. He got right to the edge. That's incredible. Look at that shot. I and know, that's that is go- that is an if you Google Pikes Peak Evo Corner, you'll see Ken Block literally right on the edge of it. Yeah, and the reason why it's called Evo Corner is because this Evo crashed. I mean, you should yeah, watch the wow. video because it's insane. 
Oh, we'll watch it later because I'll have to edit it out of this if we watch it now. But, but like, that's I mean, the Evo after the crash. Oh, my. And they, they survived? They survived. Wow. And that the only su- reason why they survived was because the roll cage. Yeah, it protected them. Because if you look, you can see the roll cage is the only thing really left intact in that car. Yeah. Everything else has been bent so look, madly look, out of Look, driver's shape. arm. The driver's arm was outside the vehicle. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. But, you know, that's Pike's Peak. It, it really doesn't have to be explained. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it looks and amazing. Now for the best road, I'd say, in the world. Okay. Number one in Italy, the Stelvio Pass. Now, I think I've... This was on Top Gear before. Ah, yes. I remember this episode. Boys driving up and down this one in their fancy cars with the drone flying overhead. Yeah, it was a really good episode of Top (gasps) Gear, wasn't it? Ooh, look at this photo. All the... With the Ferraris. Ferraris, McLarens, everything go up that road because it's so scenic. Holy... Look at that. There's yeah, someone on a bike overlooking it, and that is the most terrifying view I've ever seen. <laughs> but look at that road. That'd be the perfect road to be in a supercar going up. Yeah. Like, that's almost like Pike's Peak, but look at all that rock. Yeah. Like, honestly. It's, it's, look at that shot. Yeah. That shot's beautiful. Wow, there's a shot with some lovely red flowers in the foreground and you can literally see the entire, pretty much the entire road well, weaving down the mountain. Well, I think that's a drawing, actually. It kind of looks like a drawing. Oh, it might be a drawing. If you look in the back there, yeah, that's a drawing, I'd say. But, I mean, props to whoever draw that, drew that. Yeah, wow. Oh, my gosh, look at it lit up. Oh, you know what that is, Cooper? What? That's a super long exposure photograph. Those are headlights on the road and they've yeah. taken a super long exposure to get the the stars in the night sky. How beautiful is that? But it makes it look like there's just a light trail all the way down. Wow. Yeah. The Stelvio Pass is like the best place in the world. I'd look say. at that one. Yeah, that, that's almost like hyperspace. It's literally all of the stars are like... Going around. Wow. But, like, I think I've chosen good choices there. I think you've made some very good choices. Those are some beautiful roads. And I think that you've done a good mix of, like, the... Straight The windy roads and the straight just through an environment. Route 66, Florida Keys, and even... Even the Scotland road. Straight. But Scotland has a little bit more curvies. Yeah. But then Pike's Peak in the Stelvio just blom, 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 blom. Wow. Now it's time to get to your next area. It is. So for the next area, for the next top five, we're going to be looking at unique places to call home. Uh, so we're going to be looking at basically cool hotels. Woo! So the first one that is my number five is the Blackford Lake Lodge in Canada. Oh, and where is from this? The, this is in Canada. But where in Canada is this exactly? Great question. It's in Yellowknife. Oh, I know where that is. I yeah. don't. Where is it? See, I didn't look at anything surrounding this, but 
Yeah, I know where Yellowknife is. Where? Oh, it's near the Northwest Territories. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Near Great Slave Lake. But okay. like, it's... Canada's just beautiful in general, and that is nice. Yeah, so the reason that I picked this one uh, is for this photo that Cooper and I are looking at. There is a 90% chance of seeing the Northern Lights or the Aurora Borealis at this lodge. We're going there. Um, And, yeah, you can look at the uh, Aurora Borealis either from your own little cabin or there's a, um, like a hot tub where you can view the Aurora Borealis. The Aurora Borealis is one of the major things that I want to see. And so going to a place where there is a, oh, my God. They filed for bankruptcy. What? What? Oh, my gosh. We're learning this live on podcast. Okay. So, everyone, please literally, go there and visit. Literally a few weeks ago. No, that means that they're shutting down. Are they actually? How is this place going bankrupt of all places? Oh, my gosh. This is amazing that we found this. It's listed for sale for $3.9 million. It's cheap. Declan, pull out your money. Oh, wait, one cabin. Oh, well, can we buy that? Oh, because there only is the one cabin. Lodge cannot be reached. I'm so confused. I'm so confused as well. But, okay, I'm still going to say this region of the world. Um, yeah, well, you know. I just want to see the Northern Lights, okay? Canada's and beautiful. I, I just saw a photo of that place and went, yes, and then did no follow-up well, you know, research on it whatsoever. In Kelowna, which is my favourite place in Canada, Yeah, which you should have a look at. It's beautiful with the big lake and everything. It's basically the Okanagan of, Can- of Canada. The Okanagan? Isn't that in Canada? I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's Kelowna, so K-E-L. Oh. Kelowna, British Columbia. Look at that. Oh, wow. That is beautiful. And there's a mountain with this, uh, a place where you can stay called the Aspens and it's the highest place in Canada that you can buy an apartment in. Wow. So, you know, Canada's beautiful and... Yeah. But let's get on to the next one. My number four, which is... My number four pick is the Estate Suites in Santorini, which is in Greece. Oh, I know. Can you explain? So this, this is this is like if you have ever been on social media and seen like a hotel in Greece, it's probably this one. This is like one of the most well-known hotels in Greece, uh, in Santorini. Uh, if we look at this photo, look Cooper, that. that is the Mediterranean Sea. What? And that, that's not the infinity pool, but there is an infinity pool. There it is. That looks directly out into the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> it is just like white, like white Greek It's giving me architecture, chills. Just glass everywhere. Is that everywhere. a bath? Yeah, that's the bath. Looking at it, the that's like the spa bath looking out over the pool Can that I looks just out say, over the Mediterranean. This was a bad idea because now I just want to spend lots of money. Well, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Mr. Beast, can you hook us up? Can yeah, we Mr. be Beast. in one of your videos where you do this sort of stuff? Yeah, can we can we win some, uh, you know, 
some international tickets to, you know, jet set around the world. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice? Sponsored by Cadbury. I'm kidding. We're not sponsored by Cadbury. I mean, with a Cadbury sponsorship, I'd definitely be staying here. Are you staying here? I'd like to. I uh, Not as in I have got plans to go to Greece, as in I want to go to Greece, and maybe we talk about that later in the episode. I was almost like, are you doing a film project? Could you imagine you were doing a film project at this hotel? I mean, I'd love that. That'd be like the best case scenario. See, you know what you need to do? You need to write a movie based on all of this that we're doing in this podcast. I just need to write a movie where the characters just travel all over the world and it's like, okay, guys, I guess we got to go. And the villain follows them. I guess we got to go to like Walt Disney World for a while. Um, We'll have to join that show Travel Guides. We honestly should. We'd be so entertaining on that show. Um, So, yes, that is... uh, that is the this ho- the Astarte Suites in Santorini again. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but now let's get to the next one. The next one is my number three pick. It's the Burj Al Arab. Oh, I know Arab. this one. I know this one. The Burj Al Arab in Dubai. Yes, I know this one. Do you know how much the main suite costs? I don't know if I want to know. Forty thousand dollars. Oh my god! A the night. bed rotates. It's the world's first seven-star hotel. Yes, so that's the rotating bed there. It's um, honestly beautiful. I mean, look, I it's it's at my number three. Really, the other know? two places are probably where I'd more want to go. Do you know? There's but a, I just really want to go to a an eight-star there's hotel. A, there's a <laughs> and I really want to go to Dubai. Oh, sorry, a seven-star hotel. I'd love to go to the Burj Khalifa, but see that helicopter pad. Mm. There is a world famous video of an F1 car doing donuts on that. Yeah, wow. So they had it chained to the ground. And you can get a golden coffee there. See, I don't care about any of that. I just love the idea of a seven star hotel and I want to just experience what that is. Um, and it probably shouldn't be this high on the list, honestly. I it kinda... should. It should. Honestly. Um, I don't it's know. got gold-plated stuff everywhere. Yeah, I, I just mean, I just dig the vibe, you know. Do you know, in the major suite, and I'm not sure about the other ones. Do you know what they put in their showers? No. Hermes shampoo. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Hermes is? No. My goodness, Bailey, you are so unsophisticated. Shut up. <laughs> Hermes is a leather company. They make Why leather, would I want a leather, leather company making shampoo products for my hair? Because they're my hair is not made of leather. But no, oh God. he honestly so unsophisticated. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I want to stay in a seven-star resort. I mean, you haven't seen the Bugatti Chiron Hermes edition. It's beautiful. I take your roof for a mean, and we'll go on to my uh, my number two pick. Yep, let's go. Next pick is the Singita Grumiti in Tanzania. Again, apologies oh. if I've mispronounced it, but this is in Tanzania, so it's in Africa, and yes, it is right near the Serengeti Nash- National Reserve. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh, Look. there's just zebras in the back garden. Yeah. So oh. literally it borders onto the Serengeti Resort 
uh, the Serengeti National Reserve. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it is definitely like a luxury area. It's got like an infinity pool. It's got like a massive deck area where you can just sit. Could you imagine just being in the infinity pool and then like a rhino just comes up to you? Yeah, it's technically on its own nature reserve. Um, but yeah, we're looking at a photo right now where you can see zebras and you get elephants come through and giraffes and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, and I love animals, so I would very much like to experience... Uh, you can have dinner next to a zebra. Yep. <sighs> yeah. This this podcast is costing us a lot of money. You know that, right? Well, it's not costing us a lot of money now, but it's putting all of these ideas in our head for things we want to do that are going to cost us a lot of money in the future. See, you know, we sh- this is a bad... Wait a minute. Click on that tent. That is a tent with a full bedroom, Bailey. I know. This reminds me of the Grand Tour special. Yes, where they go, Giovanni. Giovanni. So, yes, I um, I would love to go on a safari trip in Africa and that uh, resort seems the perfect staging ground for uh, that kind of trip. Then, <coughs> bless you. Oh, my goodness, I'm allergic. I'm, allergi- aller- I'm allergic to all the cool photos. <laughs> so, then, the next one is... Oh, the my mo- number oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's the hotel I was talking about. This one right here. Yeah, I showed you a picture of this and you went, oh, no, I Not don't the think same that's one. it. That's a different one, though. These ones are beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, so my number one is the Conrad Maldives Rangali Island. It is uh, an underwater hotel with an underwater restaurant. Well, do you know a fascinating thing about this? What? Is it's an actual house on top with an infinity pool. There it is. Yeah. And then there's just an underwater section of it. Like that. Yeah. Do you know Mr. Beast stayed in one of these and it's like $10,000 a night? Well, you know, that's why it's my number one. Um, But yeah, just the idea of sleeping in like a... Basically like having a kind of submarine experience without having to be on a submarine and just getting to look out through... clear glass panoramic windows well, so, at fish. It, it's just so swimming. cool. You're just laying in bed and you see a fish. One thing I don't like about it, though, is what if you're just lying in bed and there's a shark above you and it's trying to get into you? Yeah, but, mate, the sharks that would be swimming in this shallow water would not be, like, dangerous sharks. I it would be, so. like, white or black tip. Um, fin like white or black fin sharks, I maybe a so. few nurse sharks. Like, like just just the serenity of it. Um, yeah, look, those are sharks up there. No, they're not. They're, they're big a, fish. There's at least one shark. No. Do you know in there's some not. of these Maldives uh, houses, Airbnb things, I've seen that in the bedroom the roof actually opens. You can press a button and the roof opens like... What, and floods it? No, but like you wake up on a sunny day and you press the button and the roof can open. Oh, you mean on like an above ground one? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it'd be kind of cool if it opened there. I don't think it would be very cool if it opened into your bedroom under the water. It's a way to wake yourself up. Your friend presses it and you just get all wet. And you get to go for a swim. So that is my number one, the Conrad Maldives in Rangali Island. It is gorgeous. Yep. And now it's time to go back to me. To Aussie. We got to bring it back home, mate. Yes. So would you like to hear the top five best sightseeing things for an Aussie road trip? I would love to hear them. And these also include kind of roads as well. But number five is the Great Ocean Road, which is a road on the ocean with the 12 apostles. Yes, which so, are no- uh, because they're limestone, I believe, aren't they, Cooper? Yeah. Do you know um, that? And they're slowly falling away into the ocean. That as- beach with the Great Ocean Road and mm. even that wooden thing right there, that's in Forza Horizon 5. Yes, I'm But it's aware. not in Victoria. It's in New South Wales they try to act like it's in. Yeah, I know. Um, but, but, like, y- look at that. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. So there you've got the 12 apostles there, this big road that just follows the trail of the Half of the that coastline. road's bridge. Did you know that? Yeah. It's beautiful. And going to number four, can we get that up on the screen? Mm-hmm. Number four is the Coffs Harbour Big Banana, which we actually saw earlier this year. Yes, you may remember it from... Um when you can actually walk through this banana and you see it used to be just a banana statue in front of like the forest. Yeah. And now it's a full theme park with like laser tag and everything. Yeah, Candy they've got laser store. tag, they've got a water park, they've got a giant slide, they've got like a an ice skating rink indoors. Well, that's the theme park for that whole area. Yeah, so um, it's uh, that's just a banana. Um, Disgusting. That's, that's a banana from Super Mario Brothers. I mean, that banana's molding right there. Yeah, but yes, so the the big banana park. Uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun to go it there. Was so and, cool. You know, next road trip we'll definitely end up going back. I think. So that was my number four pick, and my number three pick is the M1 between Newcastle and Sydney that goes... Wow, the the M1. Yes, the M1. And it goes through the Calga region through the mountains. It is so beautiful. And the reason why I say this is because on the motorway, there are these rock formations that you drive through. Yeah, and just the the highway between Newcastle and Sydney, you go through all of these like tributaries and little ocean like little um kind of inlets from the ocean where you know boats come and they park and then you have these massive lines limestone walls that just kind of come up as it, the roads being carved through and do you know that you know you go over this bridge at one point and you just see thousands of feet down some water and you're yeah. like you hope that you don't get hit off that because then you are gone. I don't know if it's thousands of feet, but it's, it's quite It's at high. least a thousand feet. There we go. He's the expert on these yes, things, I apparently. Am. And so now for number three, 
which, oh, no, sorry, already done number three. Number two is the Nullarbor Plain. So for anyone who doesn't know the Nullarbor Plain, basically what the Nullarbor is is it's the road leading from Adelaide to Perth. And it's basically a straight stretch for basically four hours, isn't it? Something like four hours. Something like four hours. 90 miles straight. No phone service, I believe. Yeah, you kind of lose. It's basically the... I view it as the Australian version of like Route 66. Yeah, basically. All the photos of it are just photos of road stretching from where the camera is off into the distance. And you can't see anything. Like unending right to the point where it hits the horizon and dips out of view. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. It's um, And, you know, you'll go to like, because the whole way is kind of like that, but a bit more curvy. And you'll go to the hotels along there and you'll see there are snakes in the beds and everything and it just feels so Aussie. That's not attracting Australian tourism, Cooper. No, there are no snakes in the bed, but you may find some spiders on the roof and everything because it is an old hotel in the middle of the desert. And so the last one I feel like is, you know, the biggest Aussie attraction and very famous. It is obviously... Uluru Rock. Yes, Ayers Rock. Yeah, and it's, you know, you used to be able to climb up to the top of it, but now they've completely shut it down. Yeah. I think they've even shut down going to see it up close, haven't they, or something like that? I think they did for a time. I think that maybe those tours have started up again, but I'm not 100% sure. And can't you also walk basically inside it where there's all these indigenous paintings on the wall? Indigenous cave paintings, yeah, from, you know, some of them are are tens of thousands of years old. And, you know, it Um, may just look like a rock, but, you know, it's so much more than that. But, you know... It's an Aboriginal symbol is what it is. It's got all of this cultural significance. And also it is truly incredible because, I mean, looking at, at that, you know, we're looking at a picture of it now, this high angle view. Like, look at how flat the the environment is around it. And it is just this mound of, like, bright red sandstone. Yeah, and the reason why, because you used to be able to walk up it and climb it. Yeah. And the reason why they shut that a few years ago is because the Aboriginals were obviously not happy because people were destroying it by walking on it. Yeah, people were causing all of this um You this can almost unnatural, see it in the photo. Yeah, all of this unnatural erosion from where the walking paths were that was um posing a risk to it and um you know because it is such such a significant landmark in Australia and such a significant landmark culturally for the Aboriginal people um it's thankfully being shut down those tours and I, I mean, think look at those sunset photos. That's so beautiful. I know. I think that they do still allow people to walk through the caves, but I think they have oh, scaled yeah. that back a bit in terms of what you're allowed to do and where you're allowed to go. I think they've shut down some areas that used to be open. Um, but I do think you're still allowed to go through some of the kind of um there are these kind of natural overhangs where you know, these there's these walls covered in um, these cave paintings made of ink 
from ochre, which is like a a, a kind of a powder that you know they would grind up and use to create these these paintings. Um, it's just really iconic, is what it is. Yeah, it is. It's it's gorgeous. For anyone who lives in Australia, they know how significant this is. Yeah, and I think that internationally it's got a lot of significance as well and it's it's a really important landmark for us as Australians. We we haven't had the chance to see it yet, Cooper or I, but it's uh it's high up on the list when we get the chance. Yeah, and so now moving on to the final bit which is combined with us. So we've done we've done a few top 5s, but now it's time for the 5 by 5. So this is my top 5 and Cooper's top 5 and it is the the generative topic of top five holiday destinations. So, Cooper, do you mind if I rattle off mine first? Yeah, go for it. So, I'm going to go quite quickly with these. Um, A, because, you know, we don't want this episode to go on for ages, which it already kind of has. But two, because all of mine have quite a similar theme um, because of my interest in mytholo- world mythology Um a lot of mine are ancient mythological sites um, and, and places where a lot of ancient mythological sites can be found. Um, and an honourable mention for this, uh, but it's just because it's across so many regions, I didn't really want to have multiple destinations, but I really want to see a bunch of the Norse mythological sites um, all across Scandinavia um and Finland and Sweden and all of these places and even parts of Germany where you have these um these Norse uh representations of Thor and Odin and these totems that are erected in in honor of them but my top 5 places I would like to go number 5 is Ireland I would really like to go to Ireland I mean a because we're both uh red-headed boys and uh Ireland is one of the homelands of our people, you know. And um, so I'd like to go there and I'd like to see a lot of the the standing stones, the the fairy mounds, you know, there's a lot about the Tuathard de Danann and the Fair Folk um, in Ireland that I would like to kind of explore um, due to an interest in that. My number four is China. You know, see the Great Wall, the terracotta armies, the temples that are erected in those parts of the world dating back to dynasties from hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, I'd really like to explore some of that. My number three is ancient Egypt. Uh, sorry, my number three is Egypt because I can't go to ancient Egypt because I need a time machine. But I really want to see the pyramids. I want to see the Sphinx. I want to see... Uh, the Valley of the Kings, I want to see, you know, the Nile. I'd love to go on a cruise down the Nile. That would be amazing. Death on the Nile. Not, I don't want to die on the Nile. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go to Egypt and experience all of all of the um, sites from one of the oldest uh, ancient civilizations we have record of. Uh, my number two would be, I'd love to go to Italy specifically. I'd love to see the Colosseum, of course, but really one I want to see is Pompeii. 
I have had a fascination with Pompeii for many, many years. I used to obsessively watch documentaries about Pompeii just because it's such a such a fascinating event in human history in terms of, you know, the lead up to it and the way that, you know, Pompeii was kind of reduced to nothing and then over the years it has been rediscovered and the people kind of caught in these final moments as if they've been petrified into stone, but it's they've literally been um, kind of entombed in this molten rock. Um, so I'd love to see Pompeii and experience that that historical site. And then my number one uh, place I like to visit is Greece. I would love to go see the Acropolis. I'd love to go see the Parthenon. I'd love to go to Crete and see everything there. Um, maybe find the labyrinth. How fun would that be? Um, but yeah, I want to visit all of the uh, mythological sites from Greece. I'd love to go to Delphi and see um, the oraculum. Um, I forget if that's what they call it in Greece or if that's another term from another um, faith system. But, you know, where the Oracle of Delphi used to sit... Um, yeah, just a lot of uh, mythological sightseeing. So that's my top five holiday destinations. Now we've got to make it a five by five. So Cooper, give us your five. Okay. So number five would probably be the USA. And the reason yep. the reason why I put it at number five is because we've already been to part of the USA. Yeah. So it would just be continuing the, the continued Going to adventures. See more. Yeah. But, like, because I've already seen part of it, it's not the top on my list. Got it. Number four would probably be France. Uh-huh. Because, you know, it'd be great to go see Paris and, well, Monte Carlo. Would that Yeah. Count? And, you know. Well, Monte Carlo. It's, oh, yeah, that'd it's count. It's the very, like, border, basically, of France. Yeah. And, you know, the Bugatti factories there. So, you know, if I could get a tour of that, that would be a dream come true. Yeah. Because Bugatti is literally built at a mansion. So <laughs> it is actually. I'm not even joking. Yeah, wow. That's cool. It's built at a Tory Bugatti's old house. Oh, okay. And he was a war prisoner, just so you know. Oh, like a prisoner of war. Yeah, same as Lambo. In World War Two. Yep, he was taken oh. hostage. Wow. But um, then number three would probably be the Germany. Just ah, the Germany. Germany is amazing. I feel like I'd want to go on the Autobahn because it's so cool. Yeah, I'd like to go on the Autobahn. Going really fast. Mm. Um, there's a story that dad told me when he was in Germany. He was in a taxi who was going about 200 kilometers an hour down there. And he was wow. looking back at him going, so how has your day been? My goodness. That's that's what I love about the Germans. Just they're so cool. Yeah. And, you know, I'd love to go to the Nürburgring, the the ring. The ring. The now named Sabine Schmidt's Corner. Yes. They have named a corner of after her. As they should. And... Number two would probably end up being UK. Yep. 
love the UK, you know, for the Royals. Now I've heard that you can go visit the crypt and see like the Queen down there and all that. Yeah, that was something I didn't realise until we were we were talking about it earlier today. And, um, you know, the car culture there is just insane. Mm. Not really, but, you know. And, you know, I'd love to maybe meet Jeremy Clarks and Richard Hammond <laughs> and all them. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there, you know. No, the fa- no pressure. The farm shop. Yeah. No pressure. But, uh, and then number one would have to be probably my favourite place on earth, Italy. Wait. Oh, I was going to say, let me guess, but it's Italy. We all know. Yeah, Italy's literally my favourite place in the world, you know. I'd love to go get a tour of the Lamborghini Museum, you know, go to the Ferrari Museum, the Ferrari factory, the Lambo factory. Yeah. What else is down there? Hmm. Well, that's a you question. Go see Enzo Ferrari's house. Ah, yes. Go see the, the Ferrari track and just lots of sightseeing stuff in Italy, which I would absolutely adore. See, I would go live in Italy. The problem is there is no way I'd be able to learn another language. I mean, but I don't think in Europe you really have to learn another language. Because also that's the thing about Europe is like you could go live in the UK and you could be in Italy in a few hours. Yeah, you can drive to Italy. That's kind of the appeal for me of Europe is, you know, here... You know, you you drive nine hours and you get to Sydney. In in if you go nine hours, from, you get to Germany from London. You get to Frankfurt. Can you get to Frankfurt in nine hours from nine or London? ten hours? See that with that means you go through two at least two countries. You go through France and then you get into Germany. No, then you go through Belgium. I was going to say you probably go through Belgium because Frankfurt's in the north. Because yeah, you'd go through all that because the Euro Tunnel from uh, UK to France is only forty minutes, isn't it? Thirty. Thirty. Thirty minutes to go across the channel. Thirty minutes to go across an o- a body of water to another country. Yeah. Thirty minutes from where we live right now. Well, that's also through the Euro Tunnel, which is in Dover, which isn't quite, which isn't London, but even London to Dover isn't that long from memory. Maybe now. Maybe an hour, you know, an hour from here, you're in Brisbane or you're in Byron Bay. With some traffic, maybe you would get there in 10 hours. But then you've also got to remember, you make up time going 200 on the Autobahn. Well, exactly. And like, it's probably, how many hours would it be to Italy? Probably about the same 10 hours. Yeah. So, you know, that, that European lifestyle, I like it. Like you literally, you go, you spend a day driving and you're in multiple, you've been through multiple countries. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is we want a holiday. Yeah, basically. What I'm saying is I want to move my house around the world. Right. I, I want a flying house. Elon Musk, can you build me a flying house? Well, I think in in the meantime, while while we try and figure out the flying house situation, Cooper, if we want a holiday, I feel like the only way for us to take a holiday would be to 
take a little break from the podcast. Yes, maybe. Maybe maybe we should take a break and start season two up. Is this the last episode of season one of Speak Away, Brav? I think it is. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yes, lovely listeners, this is going to be the end of our first season of this show. Um when we were kind of when we're kind of looking ahead to what the next few weeks is going to look like there's just a bit going on for us um and also we're at a stage now where we want to take a little break from the podcast we want to upgrade our setup even a bit more because right now we only have the two microphones we're hoping we could get some guests in we really want to get at least another another one microphone ideally we'd like another two so that we can start bringing guests in and you know I think that this first season has been Cooper and I exploring hosting together and getting used to podcasting and getting used to all of those things. And so we really want the experience now of bringing guests in and talking to people and including people in our discussions that we've already been having on this show. And, you know... Even though we're not going to be doing some podcasts for a few weeks, we will still be quite a bit more active on social media. Yeah, we're really going to ramp up our social media game. Um, It's been a bit slow because I've been managing our social media, but um, Cooper is going to start. We're going to start kind of managing it together. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be a bit more engaged on the social media. So do go over on Instagram and follow us at Speak Away Bruv Podcast. And feel free to send us any messages, any ideas for podcast episodes. Still, yeah. We'll still be reading emails. We might, yeah, and our email is speakawaybruvpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, we are also looking at the viability now that we're kind of taking a break of setting up some other social media platforms, but we haven't made any concrete decisions on that yet. So stay tuned. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, catch up with, with some of our old episodes. You know, if you've not caught up. If you're um, a new listener, welcome. Bit of an interesting time to become a new listener. But it's a great time to become a new listener because you've got some time to go back and listen to our, our other episodes, get to know us as hosts for when we come back in season two Yes, in, in a few weeks' time. We're not going to take too long off, but we just want some time to really get uh, get a new setup in, uh, get some guests lined up if you have anybody in mind. Who, who you think we could talk to, who you think we could convince to come and do this, uh, let us know. Um, if any one of our listeners has, has an interesting story or an interesting path in life um, that you think you'd like to tell uh, the world about, let us know. We'd, we'd love to get some, some listeners on the podcast. We've got some things that we're lining up right now in terms of guests. But yeah... I think that'll be it for season one, Cooper. Yes, that is it. So everyone, please speak away. And as always, lovely listeners. Wait, wait. I know he was going to forget. He forgets every week. Yeah, who, who is it? Now? I think it should be both of us. It's the end of the season. We got to do something special for our final accent of the season. Yeah, fair. I think that we should each do an accent from our favourite 
from one of our holiday destinations. I already know which one I'm going to do. Ireland? Yes, because it's the least racially problematic one that I can do up there. See, I'd like to do UK, but I like Italia. Well, you do Italia then. I, I don't. I'll do my voice from Ireland. Ah, yes. Mucho gracias. Is that Italian? Mucho grazie. It's. Kind of. Grazie. Grazie is Italian. Gracias. Gracias is Spanish. Wait a minute. Hang on. I need to ring the boss of Lamborghini. While he rings the boss of Lamborghini, I've gone Scottish. While he rings the boss of Lamborghini, we'd like to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. It has been a great pleasure to be with you now for 15 weeks straight. And we will be back very soon with more guests, more brov talk, and uh, more of whatever the hell all of this is. More, yes. more accents. Maybe we'll do some acting classes in the meantime to get better at our accent work. Yes, because I can't do an Italiano. The pizza and the pista. Pista? That's Felali. Lamborghini. I cannot do this. That was such a problematic accent. So we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, lovely listeners, and we will talk to you again soon. Goodbye. Ciao, bye. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. Mario. Let me tell you what I wish I'd known When I was young and dreamed of glory You have no control Who listens, who likes, who shares your podcast Thank you so much for continuing to listen to this show, everybody. We really appreciate it. Uh, And we will continue to make episodes for you so long as you continue to watch. So please do continue to watch these episodes Pass them on to your friends. We really want to build a nice little community out of this show. Uh, If you want to catch up with us when we're not doing episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Podcast. And if you're looking for other places to listen to the podcast, it can be found on pretty much any podcasting platform at this point. So until then, thank you so much, lovely listeners, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.